0: It's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. As a seasoned, licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to get mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Aarons.
1: All the things they say should matter, corrupted by the senseless chatter. Uh oh, oh. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Get Mental Podcast. This is Cecile. I hope you are having a great week as always. Today I wanted to talk about hope. And why do I want to talk about hope? Because we just got done with our elections. And in the U.S., if you're for the Biden-Harris camp, your sense of hopefulness about the world has you know, uh, tremendously increased, I imagine. But if you're on the other side, if you're a Trumpist, as they call it, your sense of hope probably uh, significantly diminished. You're probably feeling really hopeless. And this uh, situation was reversed in 2016, when the people who voted for Trump were a lot more hopeful, and the people who voted for Hillary were a lot more hopeless. So elections have a lot to do with hope, doesn't it? Um, who would have known? But it got me thinking about the psychology of hope and the science of hope. And in mental health, we know that hopefulness is one of the key factors that we look for in someone's ability to feel good about themselves and in their ability to achieve certain goals and affect certain outcomes in their life or lives. Hopefulness is also the thing that we assess uh, one of the key things we assess when somebody is feeling suicidal or uh, feeling really depressed because the less hope we have, usually the more um, the less purpose and reason and drive we have to live our, to live out our best life or in some cases to stay alive. So this is really, really important, guys, and why I'm excited to talk about this today is because there's ways to cultivate hope, okay? But let me tell you a little bit more about hope. Um, it's, uh, It's something that has been researched significantly, and University of Oklahoma uh, is um, they have a hope Research Institute or hope Research center so if you want to know more about it I would say um, refer to their uh, their resources but generally speaking hope is correlated with positive self-esteem it is correlated with increased uh, sense of meaning and purpose and it is Is known to increase sense of motivation and determination to pursue goals despite the adversities that lie ahead so it's the it's one of the things that sustain us um, even though the road may be difficult or bumpy okay and you know people who are more hopeful tend to be more optimistic therefore they also then tend to dream bigger and tend to achieve bigger goals because the hope stays alive, right? It keeps you striving and it keeps you on purpose. So that's what, um, what I love about hope. So hope, they say, is a better predictor of happiness and success than intelligence It's also a better predictor of, um, yeah, goal achievement. Social support is really important when we talk about hope because it is said that social support increases our hopefulness. So that kind of makes sense when you think about it, right? When we're isolated, when we feel alone or lonely, you're not feeling very optimistic or hopeful about things. So, I think that's an interesting correlation there, according to the research, that social support is directly correlated to our sense of hopefulness about our lives and about the world. So, that's why it's important, guys, that even though we're in a pandemic, that you are still really actively and intentionally nurturing and attending to your loving relationships. Okay? So... Self-efficacy is one of the things that I thought about when I was thinking about the subject of hope. And so self-efficacy means basically, you know, the simple way to understand is is the ability or the, the belief that I can do it. You know, the I can do it attitude, right? You can check yourself and do a, a self-assessment of where you are on that spectrum. And that'll give you a kind of quick... Uh, insight into where your hopefulness level might be. So for example, if you are, you know, pursuing a business um, and you are, you know, starting to plan and prepare for the next steps, check in with yourself and ask yourself, on a scale from zero to 10, how strongly is my belief that I can do this? Okay? Not, about, not necessarily that I can um, be successful and make all this money. No, but that I can meet this goal of establishing this business, right? And so the answer might be a 5 or it might be an 8. But wherever you fall on that spectrum, that'll give you a sense of how self-efficacious you are feeling about the goal and how hopeful you might be feeling about your ability to um, do what it takes to meet the goal, okay? So the thing with being hopeful is it's not just about wishing that things would get better for you. That's not enough. That's not what hope is in this talk, okay? Actually, hope is an active state. It's a verb. It's not just a wish or an idea, okay? I'm gonna repeat that. Hope is active hope is a verb hope chooses to see the good the opportunities and the possibilities okay hope chooses to see the good the opportunities and the possibilities so let's bring it back to the election because that's really what's fresh on people's minds people who voted for the biden harris camp are feeling really hopeful, like I said earlier. And so now, because of that, there's a lot more possibilities, you know, that people can think about. um, And they're seeing more good in the world, right? And the people on the other side are probably feeling pretty hopeless and angry and frustrated and maybe, you know, not seeing a whole lot of um, a whole lot of you know, um, opportunities or, or hope, I guess, for change. So hope expands us. Expands us, okay? It makes us dream bigger and move bigger in the world. Hopelessness contracts us, makes us smaller, and makes us not take a whole lot of risks. Okay, so that's another way to think of hope and why hope is so key and important in our ability to manifest and create the kinds of experiences we want in our lives. Okay, again, hope is what keeps us striving and hope it was, is what keeps us on purpose. Now, what is the science saying about hope? Hope, according to science, this is really cool, is that it can block pain by releasing endorphins. Can you believe that? Just by being hopeful and really embodying that, it affects us on a cellular level and it can block pain because it releases endorphins. How awesome. Hope also leads to um, more health. Sorry, that was a phone call. Mental health or physical health because hope is known to protect us from disease. It makes us less susceptible to uh, catch certain disease, diseases, right? Hope also makes us perform better according to science. And as I mentioned previously, it is positively correlated to healthy self-esteem And again, it gives us a deeper sense of meaning and purpose. Now, who wouldn't want all of that just by being hopeful, okay? And so I want to move into depression here for a little bit because I know if you're listening and you're feeling, if you're suffering from depression or you're feeling depressed or you're suffering from anxiety or you're feeling worried, it is definitely very hard to feel hopeful especially you know if the the sense of hopelessness is very intense I get that okay what I will say is it's not your fault I always say that but it is your responsibility as to how you can take care of of yourself if you have been diagnosed with depression or anxiety disorder there are things we can do in therapy to help you decrease the level of hopelessness and increase the level of hopefulness. Medications are sometimes part of the strategy, but sometimes not, okay? But I wanna give you a sense of hope about this, that the hopelessness to a certain extent is normal, because remember, your body's constricting, it's tightening up, it's, you know, it's um, creating narratives and stories about a situation that is often not true. So with therapy, we can help you increase your hopefulness by changing some of these beliefs, by really exploring the narratives you have and really exploring what the fears might be around letting go of the hopelessness, okay? Because we don't have much to lose, honestly, if we choose to be hopeful. But again, it's a practice, it's something you can cultivate, Um, I obviously can't talk about, you know, the step-by-step as to how to do that. It's not a therapy session, but I just wanted to address the people who are listening who are depressed or feeling anxious that uh, there are real ways we can increase your hopefulness. So give therapy a try, um, or if you're already in therapy, talk to your therapist about it if this is a recurring kind of issue for you, especially for those people who are impacted by current events or um, the recent election, okay? So that's what signs are saying. I wanna quote something from mindwise.org, mindwise.org. It says, psychologists define hope as the overall perception that goals can be met, okay? So it's the overall perception that goals can be met. And this means, in my opinion, this also means that if you're not meeting the goal, you can still be hopeful, okay? You can stay in hope if you adopt a learner or student mentality or mindset. So instead of thinking or internalizing, the goal not happening for you as a failure, as a personal failure or a defect of character or somehow a reflection of your worth or value, right? You, what you wanna do so that you can still stay hopeful is go, oh, this goal didn't work out. What can I learn from that? What kind of feedback is this experience providing for me that I can utilize to improve? So, in some of my talks, I've talked about it's feedback, not failure. So, in my work with people, I really try to help people reframe failure as feedback. And my experience in doing that is that it increases people's sense of hopefulness. It gets you right back on track, you know. You take yourself out of the equation and you start looking at things less personally, more critically, more logically and it it just, you know, you kind of move on basically. You learn the lesson you need to learn and you move on and you don't personalize it. Easier said than done, I know. So if this again is a recurring pattern for you, please, please, please seek the help of a trained therapist so we can address the core beliefs of I'm not good enough, I'm a failure, et cetera, et cetera, Um, and, and, and free those parts so that you can just look at you know, so-called failure as an opportunity to learn and to grow, okay? Um, so, again, just to recap here, hope can block pain by releasing endorphins. Hope makes us more or less susceptible to disease and it's known to increase performance. It is a better predictor of success than intelligence or natural ability alone. People who are hopeful tend to be more optimistic, dare to dream bigger, actually achieve those dreams, and the motivation and the sense of meaning and purpose also tend to be uh, just a lot better. Hope is an active state. It's a verb. It chooses to see the good, the opportunities, and the possibilities and it is something that can be cultivated okay so right now what inspired me like i said to do this talk is because as a therapist i have the privilege of talking to helping people on both sides of the political spectrum and i know my biden harris folks are very happy but my trump pence folks are not granted i live in california i don't have Uh, the majority of the people I support are you know Democrats but I do also have amazing people I support who you know supported Trump and Pence so I want you to know that at the end of the day regardless of who is in office we are still ultimately personally responsible for ourselves and that you have the power and ultimate agency over your life regardless of if your part your your president of choice didn't win okay that yes you know It's gonna, it's very painful. I mean, my last session here, I was just supporting somebody who supported Trump and they were very, very upset and sad about it. So it is very painful. There is a grief process around some of this, but again, the powerlessness really is at the center of the pain and the powerlessness creates hopelessness. So the message is What are some of the things that make you feel hopeful? How can you increase your level of hopefulness? What are the actual things you have control over? What fills your cup? Okay. What makes you be on purpose? What makes you feel joy and, you know, um, happiness or what makes you feel fulfilled? Right? So, there's a lot of big questions here that is worth uh, reflecting on but really at the end of the day the big message the big takeaway here is don't lose hope in yourself because that is everything believing in your own capacity for growth for change to, for resilience, to handle what doesn't go your way, your belief and hope in your own ability to reach goals, to meet goals, to succeed, to bounce back, to learn. All of that is up to you. At the end of the day, it's up to you. You have power, you have choice, you have agency. Okay? That's really what I want you guys to take away from this. And you can apply this to any other part of your life. Not just, obviously, not just the election, right? But any worthy endeavor, you can apply this. Learn about it. Cultivate hope in your life. Think about good things in your life. Think about good things in the world. That ain't, you know, that can increase your sense of hopefulness. Okay? So hopefully this talk gives both sides of the political party a renewed sense of hope in your ultimate ability to affect your life and to affect each other regardless of the deep political divide amongst us and to affect our world in a positive way okay it's up to us to lower the temperature It's up to us to treat each other with respect, love, and kindness. That's what's going to give all of us hope, is how we manage our differences and how we move through conflict. Okay? And we are either being part of the problem or we're being part of the solution. So you need to think about where am I on this spectrum? And even if you don't agree with the people who supported Trump, for example, ask yourself, where am I on the spectrum? Am I being part of the problem or am I being part of the solution? And vice versa. For those of you who are not, you know, understanding the whole, uh, you know, uh, platform that the Democrats ran on, ask yourself, is what I'm about to say or is how I'm about to treat this person? going to be part of the solution or part of the problem. We are all responsible for it. But what, you, but what can help us towards healing is the sense of hope, right? That it can be done, okay? The sense of hope that it can be done, that we can learn to like each other again, regardless of political party. Let us not give it, give it that much power, okay? That's my hope. You guys, that's my hope, because this has been very fresh for me, because like I said, I'm in the business of supporting everybody from different beliefs, systems. So that's my hope, is that we do not lose sight of our shared humanity. And I'm going to do everything in my power to keep bringing that message home. And I hope that this gives you much pause about how hope can positively affect your personal life and how hope can positively affect the the larger world outside of you. So that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was inspiring and energizing. And like I always say, be well, be gentle, stay hopeful, get mental, because we all have issues.
0: Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. To learn more about Cecile, become a sponsor or guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit transcendtherapyca.com. That's transcendtherapyca.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons.